Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today is the WNR 454. It is NXT Deadline. Alone, I have the pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT and New Japan expert and the WPAPU League winner. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? Um, I'm doing good. Happy to be here uh, once again for another. Now we're going to recap uh, this NXT show. So uh, I had fun watching it. So I'm really, really excited to you know, talk about some of the uh, you know innovative and new things that they, they went with in Deadline. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts, too. Let's, let's see what we finally think. How, how does this measure up when it comes to takeovers? We'll get into that. This is, and again, to watch seven episodes of NXT like we had done with Update yeah. is a sense of accomplishment. And at least we get, <laughs> like you said, uh, maybe takeover level event as we go into right. we, Like I said, you and I have dealt, been dealt a lot of shit. So we're hoping now NXT can turn the corner, start maybe even with tonight's event, you know? Exactly, exactly. We're just hoping for the best. And we also, you know, I think. Like you said, we've all been, we've been, we went through 2.0, and we're just trying to see them get as far away as possible from some of that type of uh, content and closer to what we know NXT can be. And uh, yeah, I think this is this show, like you said, is a great, great start when it comes to uh, when it comes to our, the quality that we're expecting for the future of NXT. Yeah, without that. Well, what better way to kick off them with December 10th? With uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, Sam Roberts, and Denise Salcedo. I probably pronounced it wrong, but it doesn't matter. Apparently, the drawing yeah. was done for <laughs> Iron Survivor. We didn't see it, so we've just got to guess it was the correct decisions, I guess. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they said the drawing okay. would happen on the kickoff, and they told us it happened. But Rox was interviewed. Uh, she doesn't know what the best position is, but she is number one at this moment in time confirms that she is number two so at least we got a little bit of a saying uh of course mellow and trick confident for tonight jd i do like jd mcdonuts as i'm calling him at the moment literally he was reading just like a body part but you know like a, a he's just studying <laughs> people's like what do you do jd i'm just studying the, the anatomy to see how i can hurt all these wrestlers. Um, <laughs> just like, and again, I don't want to give out the best idea, but the panel have started giving predictions, which they didn't do um, a few years ago, shall I say. Um, but they don't even have a league. So what is the point? <laughs> There's no... You can't have a competition. I mean, again, we've been watching wrestling a long time. And again, uh, me also than you, Monty, because I'm well old. But... This mm-hmm. prediction, it does add a different layer to just the enjoyment of wrestling. Oh, yeah, in general. I think uh, it's something that's so simple, too. I think, uh, you know, like you said, back in the day, it probably wasn't all on social media, you know, like we like this show does polls or, you know. It, it, I think fans forever, even back in the Attitude Era, and you can attest to this possibly, and like throughout past of when wrestling has, wrestling has been popular, we've always done it with our friends, with anyone who, you know, was crazy enough to be into wrestling with us at the time. You've always said, you know, I, I take, you know, The Rock over Stone Cold or Undertaker over Kane, whatever, vice versa. So, it, it you know, it's that element of it. It kind of gives you that feeling of how we all enjoyed wrestling growing up. But at the same time, like you said, it puts extra stakes because you want to be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone <laughs> wants to be right. So at the end of the day, 
you know, even though we all know it's all, you know, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, I love saying it because some people hate it, but I love, you know, it's the truth. It's predetermined, but we all go crazy because at the end of the day, who, who we want who we pick to win and the bragging rights and all of that. So I, I love, like you said, it adds an extra layer to every show that we do. And even now, like you just said, it adds some value for the kickoff show at least a little bit. Maybe they need even start tracking records like they do uh, for, for American football. Like, who knows? Like, game picks or your choices are always fun. Yeah. Just, uh, with the kickoff, just give us something. All right, because it's half hour, and it is or at least more- a match like yeah. they used to. God damn it, that's what I used for. <laughs> like it, something. It's, it's just I don't understand how many people are watching the kickoff who aren't going to watch the main show. I never understood it. I never understood trailers or anything like that. You know, the Royal Rumble coming up. It's like, yes, we know we're watching the kickoff. It's, it's not. Right. Um, anyway, anyway, I don't want to go off show. We're going to go to the main show now. And they put it all on Shawn Michaels for this Iron Survivor to work, didn't they? <laughs> if, it, if it's not a success, Sean, what did you do? Yes, exactly. All the pressure was on. You know, he was, he was going to be, the like you said, the, fight, the face if it all went well. And he was going to be the person that everyone blamed if it was a, a miss. So, yeah, man, he took it. And, uh, and also, like like I said, we have to highlight that they also tried to keep commonly mentioning his past, but like Iron Man is trying to relate <laughs> that too. So it's just like, at the end of the day, Sean is intertwined all into this. So, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is as well, is that even if you put these two like, Iron Survivors together, Shawn Michaels' booking of an Iron Man would be zero zero for fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be that much fun, I suppose. But and again I'm a bit disappointed with the standard kind of promo to the show start. And I know we've been spoiled with Ozzy Osbourne and stuff like yeah. that recently. But it felt more like a TV special than a takeover. And hopefully it proves me wrong. I agree hundred percent. Also I just have to mention I didn't say this I don't think on the pre show. The deadline name also made it feel thrown together. Because <laughs> from the moment I heard that, it was like, ah, I came in with certain expectations. Like, I don't know, man. We'll see how it turned out. Seems like they just need to come up with something after, after you know, War Games got took away. So, uh, yeah, but uh, definitely uh, this, 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 I was really looking forward to see where would this show stack up. Would it feel more like those TV American bashes that happened during the pandemic or something, or will it be, like I just mentioned earlier, uh, takeover level? Yeah, about that. Well, we get straight into it with the Women's Iron Survivor match. I did like the graphics uh, with the scores and times. Very simple. Let me talk about with Iron Man matches and some of these, it, the kind of graphic will disappear and you're going, well, how long? What? <laughs> you know, but with this, yeah. even where it was in the kind of crowd on the screen, uh, the women's not as much, but like I said, when we talk about the men's, it kind of really kicked in to it. But like we said, we saw uh, Roxanne Perez and, and Stark start and went back and forth. We were never getting close to a fall. Uh, we see Keanu James took the third spot. Nearly got a pin on Roxanne, but Stark broke it up. Stark and Rock's exchange of strikes was a highlight in this matchup. Stark got the first pin from Perez with a GTS variant. Decora J coming out and mocking Perez in the penalty box. On the way to the ring as a fourth. The moment she got out of the penalty box, Perez attacked Jade and Stark. She rolled up, uh, Jade rolled up James for a surprise pinfall to get her first point. 
Indy Hartwell ran in with immediate fire and pinned Perez off a big boot. Perez finally got a fall off a roll-up on Stark and then Rocks pulled ahead with a pop Rocks on Jade. So in the end, Roxanne Perez was the only woman left with two falls. Cover Jade, Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell had one, while Kiana Jade did not pick up a fall. Um, as for the match, like we said, there wasn't... How can I say? There was, there, it was good, but like I said, once it got to the men's, it kind of clicked for me. At this point, I'm just I'm looking through it and I'm thinking, right. But there's a couple of points. First off, what do you think about the match? Yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, but I thought this match was fun at times. Uh, I, but it's a new stipulation. You really just want to see how they execute it. And I think uh, they actually did a good job, at least with special, specifically with the story they told uh, like uh, from from Roxy's point of view with the comeback, I kind of like that element of it. And I don't know if that just has more have more to do with me kind of liking that beat the clock kind of sprint towards the end, or, or is it just had like you said having the scoreboard and following? Like it kind of remind me too. It had it's not the same, but it also like with Heritage Cup, you know that 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 like you mentioned that game vibe of it all, or like that that match vibe. That it gives off when uh, when it comes down to having a time limit and a scoreboard, uh, but uh, so again, I was kind of curious to see how it would turn out, and uh, you know, and once the clock started to get close to twenty five minutes, like I said, I think that was pretty much the most exciting part of the match for me. Uh, with the uh, and like I said, Roxy executing her comeback story when she trailed the entire match and she still ended up on top. You know, I thought it was a hell of a moment for Roxy in in that sense. Uh, I think maybe to an extent, some of the people in this match, like other than like Zoe, you know, and Cora, you know, like even Kiana, Kiana flashed at times, but it wasn't like, you know, one ever really thought that she was going to win. Even with Indy coming in, I was like, eh. And I think you mentioned it when we get to the men, you'll see what I mean of like how, of like when we talk about it, that it felt like everyone in that match had a chance. And I, I can't necessarily feel, say the same thing here. Maybe that, took away from it, but uh, I still gave this four and a quarter because I thought it was a fun match. And, uh, you know, I, again, I, I was, I'm was i just like you, wasn't necessarily sold on the stipulation concept quite yet, but I thought I saw what they were trying to do, at least with the story here. So I, I gave it four and a quarter. Yeah. Well, so we're going to delve into it because it, it, the match itself, there's not really much kind of detail to go in, but you, like I said, you hit the nail on the head the same rocks. This was her match. The way they... And Starks... To a, to a lesser extent, but these two were... Yeah, yeah, Zoe was great this. too. Um, and yeah, she definitely yeah. shone in this. There's a couple of dives to the outside as well, like I said. Uh, really, really nice stuff. But Rox was, was was through it. No point at all to James in this matchup. Like, it, this is what annoys me sometimes. It just don't have her at all, rather than... It's like Rich Holland yeah. at Wallgames. It's like... Yeah, like... Right, right. Like, do, just do, do this in a four-way setting then if he's going to... Like contribute, I mean, again, like she did. She had a couple of great. I know, I know the spots that went viral for her was was good for her and probably raised her stock. I think her performance at least should have at least raised her stock. But I agree, it's like when she doesn't come up with a victory or whatever. It's like ah, okay. And then again, we'll talk about this again, comparing it to the other match where someone didn't come up with a victory. At least it was a story, you know, about how he didn't get his. Kiana just, you know, like you said, fell fell out of place. Even though, like I said, I didn't think she uh, dropped the ball in her performance. Yeah, but and then also like with Indy, uh, I think she has turned the corner. But 
just reunite index you know pull her up and have that story you've got you've got all the parts basically there you can even have and i don't think anybody want it apart from you and me like the way reunion you know like imagine that on the main roster <laughs> you know especially the index storyline that is there just i don't you look at this you know the talent and you go right for me, Cora and Rocks are going to feud over the next year with yeah. the title on the line. You know, even Rocks pinning Cora to give her that win, I think, is a right. great little bit of storytelling that we talk about. Um, and I just think the others in it was just apart from Zoe. But Zoe uh, start for me needs an injury-free year. You know, we, we've seen the potential yes, there. I agree. And just you know what I mean, just get through a year. But she's someone who can be ready too. If she, like you said, she can prove to be durable. Yeah, that's what it's saying. And but the other thing I really liked was Booker loving, I mean, crying. Yes. <laughs> and I just want, if, I promise you, it's so great. Like, I lo- I did love that moment because he did seem so proud. You can tell he was proud from her entrance. He was, he was like emotional. So Booker, Booker definitely felt something. But I just love now the contrast from a, from a match later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! The complete opposite feeling later in the it's show. <laughs> but yeah, Booker, Booker nearly stood the show. He nearly was my MVP for tonight. The way he yeah. was at one point on commentary, especially for the main <laughs> event, looked so. Someone took liberties, but again, we'll get on to that. Um, keep making them, Booker. That's what I say. You know. Um, yeah. was, did you notice the one guy in the crowd who just kept shouting, "Let's go, Roxy!" I guess yeah. he, was, he just wouldn't give up. Come on, guy. <laughs> Let's go, Roxy. He was determined to get that started. It's like, God damn it, you know. Um, and at this point, watching the first match, I would change the penalty box, and instead, you are pinned, or you, or you, when you are pinned, you can't pin anyone for like two minutes. I mean, imagine being yeah. cleared to pin someone with like five seconds left or something like that. You know, the excitement, <laughs> or two seconds, and you're one second out. Um, right. But again, my opinion of the match type did change um, later. And the match, this match flew, flew by, and I'm going to give it mm-hmm. a four and a quarter out as well. So I completely agree with you uh, with that. Uh, poll wise, well, Zoe Stark got 0%. I mean, I didn't put James in it. What's the point? Uh, Rocks got 20%, Indy 26%, and Cora Jade with 53 to actually get the win. So Jade wow. was the favorite. As for predictions, of course, this is the last event of the year. Uh, and we're prediction leagues before deadline. So at the moment, the bonus league, which we're going to look at, because, of course, the WWE uh, league was won by yourself. I, of course, won the AEW league. And I'm probably going to be the only time I'll be able to say that without <laughs> without getting an earful. <laughs> but bonus-wise, Gina's on seven, Jaxie's on you are on 10 and I am on uh, 14 so it's going to be very very interesting to see what happens well Jaxie went for Cora the rest of us went for Rocks so Jaxie's on nil, and the rest are on 1 and usually Monty I do like to skip the in between I think everybody does you fast forward the adverts there's a yes boy there's a pretty deadly video I watched it all I watched it I'm not. I'm not missing that. Uh, and of course, Vengeance Day, February fourth, uh, 
as mentioned. Uh, Book of Crying as well, as we did talk about. And, um, uh-oh, Tatum and Ivy won a title shot. That means curtains, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What a division that they have to go through to get there. <laughs> like, they just have so many. I mean, they've overcome a lot so far, haven't they? <laughs> You know, like you said, it's a long journey. Long-term storytelling is ah, what it's all okay. about. There you um, go. Slow burn. Yeah. But this will sound silly as well, but I'm actually proud this next match is on what I call a takeover yeah. card. Of course, Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Uh, a couple of great entrances. I mean, these guys, mm-hmm. they, they might be UK, but I feel like if you're watching these, you probably wouldn't know because of the entrance and the kind of, aesthetic that they have so to speak they're big time players in my opinion especially how you know like i said perception is key so when you see the entry you should yeah. like fucking hell the big deal right and i also think the the funny thing too is that for people who may not be familiar with them uh in their when you watch their entrances, you can you can already kind of get an idea of like okay, like that's that's just how good they are with their character work. So like you can see, okay, may may not know how how deep into the arts or a witchcraft Isla is, is, but when you watch her entrance, you can get a vibe that okay, no, everything ain't right there. Uh, yeah, stay away. You know what I'm saying? And then the same thing goes for Alba. Like she looks like a badass. She, you know, the entrance, everything about it, the fire, the smoke. So again, you pretty much get what she's about just from her entrance. So I agree. These two professionals who know exactly what they're doing and how to get their message across. And, you know, I'm not even surprised when you think about who we're talking about. Yeah, without that. It's just a shame. Well, let's talk about the match because, you know, we see Dawn caught fire with a diving double knee strike for a near fall. Fire responded with a diving somersault plancher. She planted Dawn with a gory bomb on the floor but couldn't get the pinfall. And then, again, like I said, it's just a shame the match itself kind of then descended into... What it, yeah. what it did, Dawn grabbed the leg of the referee in the match and seemingly cursed him. You know, we, we've seen Dawn do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Alba Fire hit Dawn with a diving sent on, but the referee suddenly began choking on some kind of black ooze. The black ooze is back, everybody. In the, <laughs> in the chaos, Dawn sent Fire into an exposed turnbuckle and then planted it with a standing elbow drop for the win. And we were talking about this, and you, again, bang on the money, Monty. But uh, what did you think of the shenanigans? <laughs> yeah, you know, that might be the only thing I can take away from the match. But honestly, I, I wouldn't because, like you said, I understood. Like, I can understand if you don't know what the hell Isla Dunn is about, and it's your first time watching it, you're like, oh, no, what the hell is this? Why is the real, you know what I mean? But if you're like, like you said, if we have, we have that prior experience. We've seen not only the goo, but we know that, She's, you know, we know that there's witchcraft going on here. So, uh, you know, I'm not really that surprised the more I think about it. I kind of I, I knew some type of, you know, mythical chicanery would be going on uh, when it comes to uh, this finish. But up until that point, I really liked the work in the ring. And again, I, I guess I should expect it because this is, you know, formerly Kaylee Ray and Isla Dunn were talking about here. Two people like, I, you know, it, but it felt like. When the NXT women's NXT UK women's division would get time, and maybe it was a title match or whatever, it felt like one of those matches where they had time to craft a logical story from a wrestling point of view, 
and they, and I thought they really did good. I, I but like, again, the finish may have been a little bit overbooked, but it does keep everything going. And for some reason, after that match, I I can already see that this 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 feud will probably culminate with a, a stipulation match and. I, Alba probably gonna jump off a ladder on, on her or something at some point. Like I don't know, I, I already can see it. So that I thought that was a good. At least I, I want more of it. So you know what I'm saying. So I thought that was fine. So I gave it four stars overall. I, I ended up liking the match, but yeah, they kind of <laughs> went. Sometimes you go a little too wacky with the finish because you know maybe she, you only needed the, a, a quick distraction to throw her into the turnbuckle. You maybe didn't need both the ref weirdness and the turnbuckle. So you know. Yeah, it's kind of overbooked, but still good. Excuse me. But like I said, the rematch will be like no DQ. Like I said, in our heads, yeah. we know we'll be talking about that rematch in a couple of months on an update. You know right. Say, you know. uh, but, but like I said, both work well, but not enough stakes. You know, especially you, know, yeah, you and I, this is great. True. Because like I said, you know, but even if it was like a number one contendership to Mandy on Tuesday, yeah. you know, um, might have made a bit more sense. And again, if people are watching this and they thought like Alexa Bliss was weird, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. You ain't seen. You ain't seen nothing. I mean, even her smiling, getting beaten up, just kind of yeah. so so good. Uh, and what's crazy, looking at both women as well, is Katie Ray. I consider her a vet, <laughs> you know, a veteran right. as it was. She's only thirty. Like we, yeah. we, we talk about like her being past it, you know. I mentioned her. in the next match, but like the next match too, like pretty deadly's age. I was like, I looked them up because Booker T just kept harping on how young they were, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, we're done. he's right, you know, you know, uh, Elton's like twenty five, and um, the other one is twenty eight, I think. So yeah, they're like they're hella young and great already, even though they've been doing it a while now. They are well. I mean, I'm I'm literally gonna just go mental over them in a minute. But like I said, yeah. there, there is talent. <laughs> there is talent here. Like I said, that these women are gonna have bright futures. And I'd say something. Yeah. And again, I hate you know it's not AEW booking, but I think these two as a team. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about that. Like, right? Don't it make sense? I mean, like, I can see it right now. The dawn of fire or something. Oh, they just no. You've come up with a like, name, sir. Oh, well done. Be no, awesome. no, no, I like that. Yeah. No, just think yes, like, that'd be awesome, both of them running at you with baseball bats on fire. Like you, right? Like, and like you know, yeah, like they both got like maybe like darker, like a darker aesthetic going back into like more. You know, she already has red hair, like a yeah. witch, like or like like you would think of a witch. So it just, I can see it now. So I thought about that too. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought about it when they were wrestling. I was like, they would make an awesome team. Like we talk about how <laughs> undeep that division. The tag division is, but man, I don't think Caden would want to see them too. Caden <laughs> and uh, Katana want to see them. <laughs> no, I mean, man, like I said, that's good. Uh, no, I'm going to give that three and three quarters out of five. Like I said, it was it was all right for the action, but again, could have done maybe a little bit more time. We know what both women can do. Uh, Poll wise, mm-hmm. Alba Fire, sixty three percent predictions. We all went far, apart from, of course, Monty. So it means Jaxie on zero. Jaxie, do not listen to this podcast. Damn. <laughs> Gina, <laughs> Gina and I on one, Monty on two. But you mentioned them just a minute ago. And yes, the NXT Tag Team Championship was in line. Pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Versus the New Day. Uh, before, though, New Day did chat with Mackenzie Mitchell. 
And if they're not careful, big body Harvey's going to be after them. All right? Just, just watch it. <laughs> um, Lanude, though, would you say... it? Well, I, I think, for me, it's the biggest response in years from an NXT crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm, man. They were into it, man. The entire time, too. Like, it wasn't like... The, you had the entrance pop and, you know, again, of course, the chants and all of that, but... Throughout this match, man, they were rocking. They were into every single thing <laughs> they did. So, yeah, man, uh, uh, you talking about sounding like they were getting their flowers, man. The New Day definitely <laughs> had everyone on their feet. Well, like we said, they know top-tier talent. And when you've got the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history going against the New Day, you know you're going to have a good match. <laughs> so, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for, and don't think I didn't notice. Pretty deadly had great Santa-inspired gear. It's yes, I love the gear. <laughs> it, the gimmick is like when you can annoy him with your outfit. Like Seth Rollins worked it out. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, it's, it's so simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jericho used to be great at yeah. it too. You know, he used to wear like we the weirdest like some pants or a shirt or whatever just to get a reaction. And yeah, pretty deadly are expressing well, Pretty Deadly used every trick in the book to try and survive the New Day. However, Kofi and Woods were one step ahead of, at every turn. Woods did the sideplet check to Wilson, and Prince and Kofi got into a twerk-off during this match. And i got to say, I think Kofi won. <laughs> I'm not, not going to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got on the ground, he, man. He, we went, he, yeah, that's, that's not PG, Kofi. Uh, <laughs> saying... Well, Pretty Deadly finally took over the action by throwing Kofi into the corner still post. Uh, but Woods did get the hot tag and took out both members of PD. Ended it with a centre on Prince through the ropes that led right into a basal slide to Wilson. Uh, another fantastic moment. This match had so many great moments. Everyone doing a mid-ring Eddie Guerrero with the NXT tag team oh, championship is just such perfect. a tribute to the man and shows the talent of the four. And like you said, the crowd... We're eating out the palm of their hands. Uh, we see Wilson caught Woods. To, I thought this was it. With the, the NXT tag yeah. the belt to the face. Are we going to do it? But no. New Day was still in it. Kofi blocks uh, spilt milk. Then took out Wilson with Trouble in Paradise. And inside, with Kit out, New Day hit Midnight Hour. Full of pinfall and eating Prince. And your new NXT tag team champions. The New Day. I fucking told you it would happen. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about it. Every NXT card has a decision where it's like, ah, they probably wouldn't do that. And that's the one they have. That's the false decision. That's the one. And, you know, and and I don't know, man. I, I really, you know, I really underestimated the importance, I guess, of that triple crown. (laughs) Uh, Achievement, I guess. I, I, it makes sense, but yeah, man. I told you how I felt going into this, but once we got, once the match got started, man, all of that kind of just went to the side. This was just a really, really good. Booker T should teach a class on hating. <laughs> he was hating on the new day so hard. <laughs> Everything they did disgusted him. <laughs> and he started off the match by trying to say it was unfair that they're there. By calling them one of the greatest teams there, and then later in the match, <laughs> he was so disgusted with them. He was like, "Oh, he's, oh no, they don't, they can't hold a count of the house. 
<laughs> the greatest team ever, pretty deadly. <laughs> he, he was just so mad. And then it's like, you was trying to be like, I was like, oh, he was so annoyed. Like, what is Booker T problem tonight? And then I thought, and then, you know, after the match, we found out <laughs> his record was on the line. <laughs> Kofi Kingston was literally one championship win away from breaking his tag team record with, uh, you know, he was tied with Edge. So, uh, I, I thought maybe that could have played a factor for why he was just rooting so hard against the New Day. But uh, other than, you know, pretty deadly awesomeness, of course. Uh, besides that, though, this match was just fantastic. I knew it was going to be good, but this was just more fun than uh, I think I ever imagined. It was, uh, I think even Cash Wheeler, or uh, I, I think so, even mentioned from FTR was talking about how great this tag match was, just how it was just top top quality tag team wrestler. And I think this was definitely was just beautiful, man. Two teams I respect and I love watching. Like you mentioned, that Eddie Guerrero spot was well done, was brilliant. And, uh, man, like you said, the crowd may have made it better. I could be tripping, but I couldn't I couldn't find nothing to fault with it, you know, honestly, when it comes to a tag team match with two, like I said, four tag team titles. Even with the title change that I did not see coming, I gave this five stars. I really enjoyed it, man. This was I, – I, I would recommend if it's – again, from deadline immediately, this is the match that I, besides maybe a match would, you know, right after this, this match is something I really would recommend anyone to check out when it comes to tag team wrestling because it's up there, you know, in my opinion. And it didn't have any of the uh, – didn't have any of the bells and whistles yet. So I, I can only imagine what they can do down the line if they have a rematch, maybe, or maybe we end up with another multi-man tag match at Stand and Deliver. We'll see. I'm really curious to see what the future of the tag division is now with the New Day uh, carrying it, but uh, I have no problem with seeing the New Day on my t- television screen more uh, on, on Tuesday, so I'm fine with that. Well, as long as they're not defending about against Brooks and Jensen, I think we'll be all fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this match is a wet dream of mine, no doubt about it. And the thing I like the most is Pretty Deadly didn't look out of place against the greatest tag team in W history. You know, Booker, I know you don't agree with that. but And another thing as well that I, I really, really liked, and Mont, you mentioned it, and it's uh, talking about FTR, because, you know, they responded saying, yeah, we're seven-star FTR. You know? <laughs> but they also had a match the same weekend against the Briscoes, which was a dog collar match, which again, yeah. a great tag team. But if you look at the complete awesome. opposite of what the Briscoes and FTR was compared to mm-hmm. Pretty Deadly versus New Day, because this was kind of family friendly fun, like twerking right. and all this kind of stuff. And yet both matches delivered five stars, you know, and it just shows yes. what tag team wrestling can actually do. It's not just one thing, is it, you know? A hundred percent, exactly. That and that's what I and that's what I like. You can have that style of a tag team match, and you can have the death match, or the, you can have the uh, the uh, what 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 do they call it? Dog collar mm-hmm. match, I think it was. Call it the dog collar. Okay, yeah, I don't know why. I I really don't, I really hate that stipulation, but uh, to be honest, it was again, like you said, physical, violent, completely different tone from this match, but still. Beautiful professional wrestling, nonetheless, and that's what makes that's what makes wrestling so beautiful. That's what I don't understand about why people argue about you know the differences in wrestling. What do they prefer? You prefer whatever you want, but wrestling is just so beautiful that it can be done, like you said, in two completely different ways, millions of ways. 
you can get the same result and be genuine, genuine, genuinely entertaining. And I think, like you said, these both of those matches, five stars, and they're completely different. But yeah, man, the new day and uh, pretty deadly. I, I, I really like, like you said, I'm glad that it happened when it happened because again, they can you can put both of those matches next to each other, and I think they both can be t- held in the same quality, even if you don't think that because you're looking at the stipulation of one match over the other. And then again, we'll talk about this match was so much fun. Um, and I've said it before, we're pretty deadly. But I do, and again, this is how old I am, honestly. I remember when Edge and Christian start, started as a tag team, you know, and we weren't yeah. sure who they were. And that, the first match against the Hardys, you know, No Mercy 99, I remember it like it was yesterday. And just wondering, <laughs> we're pretty deadly. Like I said, they delivered a performance here. Their selling and bumping was on point. They just need to find their kind of hardy, so to speak, uh, with this. Right. But again, just really, really good stuff. And, and they've got a knack, like great tag teams have, like great champions have, you know, of losing the titles. But if the New Day are going to lose the NXT tag team titles now, you know, just if we were doing it between us, it would be pretty deadly we'll win them back as opposed to another tag team, you know? And I think that yeah, shows how exactly. good they are. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's who I favor next over anyone right now. Uh, even, and like I said, the only other way is if you do a multi-person match and maybe the Creed's pick up a win. But again, I still think Pretty Deadly should be involved. And if that happens, there'll be three-time NXT Tag Team Champions already, of course, their NXT UK Tag Team title run. So that's four reigns. Obviously, with Kofi, we bow down to his greatness because his 15th <laughs> tag team title reign. I mean, I know... doesn't Billy, matter the partner, man. Yeah, Edge, Billy Gunn were at home crying, uh, but Kofi... Yeah, that's a, but then again, it's mental because I think Xavier Woods, you know, I think 13 time. Uh, but Kofi, like, when you consider his team with uh, Air... Was it Air Boom or, you know, with Evan Bourne? Yeah, Air Boom, Evan Bourne, yeah. And even he had a, a ring with Punk. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I, for me, that's recent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, wow, you know, but what a moment. for everybody. The only thing that I would want from this moment uh, would be a bigger arena. You know, like you said, if it was, imagine this was, True. you know, 16 or 20,000 people there. Probably wouldn't because it's NXT at the moment, but this match <laughs> deserved it, you know. Yeah, man. Want to like take over Brooklyn or something, man? Yeah. A crowd like that, or you know, down in New Orleans, yeah, definitely would. Again, I cannot wait, and I think when you watch a match like that of that quality, it's only a matter of time before Pretty Deadly is on the main roster and possibly, you know, uh, doing this with, uh, you know, maybe some of the teams up there. Even though, again. I think they're going to be relied on heavily whenever they go up there because, you know, it's not – neither division is the deepest. No, and, and again, we're pretty done at the end. I know I've gone on about them, but they've got this ability to be heels that no one else can be on that roster. And You know, face run, probably out of the question at the moment, but they're, they're so adaptable. <laughs> yeah. Just look at what Alpha Academy are doing. You know, and they're featured week right. in, week out. And pretty deadly could be more exactly. silly, you know, the backstage segments as well. But like I said, great stuff. Five uh, stars for me as well there. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Poll-wise, pretty deadly with 57%. Predictions, we all went pretty deadly. So Jaxie's still on zero. Don't mean to laugh. James and Gina on one. <laughs> and Monty on two. 
Toxic Attraction confronted the tag champions until brawling with Niall and Paxley. And then it was a men's Iron Survivor Challenge. And we started off with JD McDonough or Donuts uh, and Axiom. Uh, we're in the five-minute period, and we see uh, JD with a rolling clothesline and powerbomb in the first five minutes. They picked up where he left off before the leg popping is what, <laughs> what I thought. You know, just like the way it went. Um, <laughs> after coming in third, uh, we see, um, of course, Mello score in the first full with a rebound cutter on Axiom. Uh, and again, I don't want to give Grayson Waller credit. And we've talked about this finisher before, but it's ever going to work. <laughs> it worked big yes. time as he hit the double cut. This is the one scenario. <laughs> yeah, like, he was built for the Iron Survivor Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I was like, you know what? That His finisher was very useful right there. That was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, well, he got the pin. He got the pin on Axiom, and then on uh, JD. And again, I might complain here about them for waiting until pinning an opponent, but I'll let them off because it did look good. Uh, we see Axiom into the penalty box. And he closed the penalty box and beat down JD. And JD's face <laughs> on the plexiglass <laughs> going down. It's just. Like... And then the serious stuff happened because Grayson called Booker a bitch. <laughs> I, I personally I shocked. I mean, even Booker was going, tell me he didn't just say that. Tell me. <laughs> yes. Tell me. Like, you, can you, like, really? What do you, I mean, while about, do you think he apologised afterwards? Do you think he just said, oh, I got, because I know you can be a heel, but I think if that was me, like, the bitch just slipped out. He had to give him a, a heads up, but I don't know if he knew he was going to say that. Like, he was like, yeah, Book, I'm going to mess with you out there, right? Uh, about your fave five. And then, <laughs> I don't know if he was told him he was going to say, I'm a, you know, I'm going to call you that. But, man, either way it go, man, I don't know. I don't know how he get away with it. He has to apologize afterwards, though, right? Cause... <laughs> You've got to. You got Because Book has looked well pissed off. <laughs> like, even as well as the main event. And Rick's <laughs> going, are you right, Book? And Book's just like, I don't want to be here. I want to go in the right. back and just be like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> right. And then it made me wonder, I'm like, are you trying to tell me they're going to do a, you know, one of those, you know, commentator angles with book in the wall or down the line, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, this was, it was definitely uh, shocking to say the least. Like I said, if it builds towards Grayson and Booker, great. But like I said, it was just one of these things you're going, fuck it. I don't know if that was meant to happen or not. And if Booker, right. I bet he's asking Stevie Ray to come out of retirement. He goes, come on, we can, we can beat this rain. We, we can beat New Day and get it done. Uh, but whilst Waller was gloating after his bitch calling, Axiom caught him with a roll-up and then hit a golden ratio on JD for a second pin. I'm Axiom's fan as much as anybody. And I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting him to get two falls. <laughs> yeah. It happened so fast. I was like, wow. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, then we see Joe Gacy got the final spot and locked Axim in the LaBelle lock for a uh, fall. The necessary uh, got his revenge by doing the same with Wallace's help to Axim in the penalty box. But Axim <laughs> moonsaulted off the top of the penalty box onto them, which was a really cool spot. We see Mello recovering. He laid him out with a handspring elbow clothesline for a second fall. Did Gacy? 
in desperation. The A champion rolled Waller into a cross face to force a submission. Now, as it was playing, and Vic did a good job of saying that Grayson taps pretty quick from the submission, uh, maybe showing a bit of intelligence. We see JD taking everyone mm-hmm. out with the devil inside. This was good because it was just nuts heads. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> devil inside. Nuts. <laughs> devil inside. Right. <laughs> just just, just flopping his head around everywhere. <laughs> it's like a bubble head, just nuts. <laughs> devil inside. Just boom. Uh, <laughs> everyone, gave up, but he, everyone came back, break up the pinfall on him, and he found himself surrounded and was met with kicks. Uh, and then in the most shocking of outcomes as we're heading into the last minute and Carmelo Hayes desperately trying to get a victory. Oh, Hit the diving axe kick on Axiom and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Grayson fucking Waller pulled out Carmelo and got the pin again. Could argue waited 10, fair 15 play. seconds because even Waller looked at the clock. But I'd say fair play to him in this one. Uh, ran around like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. That was about to say. I was about to say, at first, I, I agreed. I was like, maybe you should have waited. But then watching him <laughs> flee and try to save everybody else who could have got peed <laughs> was beautiful. It was just like, oh, that was, oh what a coward. I love it. Well, I love it. Incredibly, like I said, Grayson Waller was the iron survivor. Put my head of uh, Joe Gacy, Mello, and Axum. had two, which, <laughs> And J.D with no fools zero i tell you what i mean again we're going to it jd was the red fucking herring here and i i felt yes big time he ended up being i loved it though um i mean other than my prediction i loved it because it just made so much sense i told you it was the jd show the last six or seven weeks he's been beating people up hurting people and all it just he was talking a big game being sadistic and the fact that everybody decided, okay, we're going to let him win. Anybody but him. Oh, man. Man. Like, yeah, I pre- I, you have to appreciate it when it was ex- when it's executed well. <laughs> and again, the, the thing I liked about it as well was the kind of with Melo being the favorite in this and playing off that as well towards the end. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said, as a concept, the Iron Survivor match actually worked and worked really well. There was no way. This was twenty. Felt like twenty-five minutes. You know, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the time just flies, uh, and like we mentioned, even in the first one, but really in this one, and like the falls just kept flying by too. And like people were picking up, like you said, Axiom, and then Gacy came in scoring quickly. And it's just the pace of this one was completely different to me than the women's match. It was just so much more of a. And again, I think you mentioned earlier about stakes in the uh, Isle of Dunn uh, Alba Fire match. I think again in this match with the stakes, uh, it uh, you know I mentioned the last minutes in the first Iron Survivor match, but throughout this match it had a feeling of wow I have to pay attention because I don't know who's going to win this match at all. Like the, it's just going to it's such a breakneck pace when, when everyone was tied up. Other than JD, you was really like I, I don't know. Did you have a clue? Like did you think oh this was Mellow's? Because like I, I, at first I was like ah maybe it was Mellow time, but then I'm just it was just so so chaotic. I really could not have a favorite at that point. Well, the thing is, even Joe came out when Gacy came yeah. out and looked like a legitimate threat. So, <laughs> and we're saying no one wants that. No one <laughs> want, want him to fight Breaker again. <laughs> but he still looked good, exactly. But even like Axiom had fire. 
Like, where did that come from? Come on. That's, I agree. He was great. I think maybe it's because I, like I said, I think it's because I, we both were always high on his work when he was a kid. Yeah, I, yeah, he was a new. Like again, he had life, and again, he, we, none of us thought that he should have been. Like we was like, ah, he's the only baby face. We know a baby face is probably not going to win. So, but again, he even felt like he had a shot to sneak at the end. Thus, there. So it was just. Again, this is what I think this match was all about. The way this match was put together really made me feel like maybe even this stipulation wasn't made up. Like, this felt like this stipulation was meant purely for a match like this. Because, like I said, that pace, the way, the fact that we never knew what was going to happen and who, who was going to win, and you just you couldn't really take your eyes off it, even though, like you said, not one time did the match kind of drag. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And then, like you said, the finish, like I said, uh, whether it was done on purpose like that or not, Grayson Waller, the the him running away and being, you know, who truly who he is, winning in that fashion was just perfect, perfect little little bow on top of this one for me. So honestly, I think if they're ever gonna do this again, this is kind of like the model to follow. So it's like hard for me not to give it five stars. Yeah, like I said, the the match type worked so well. And again, if yeah, if it was this time next year, another Iron Survivor. This is the base now, and it really, really worked. Um, and again, like I said, Waller had brains, and that's another thing to his character. He's True, like, he's just been right. Abrasive. And there's only so many times we've seen it with the Miz, where you like kind of cocky, and when you keep losing, you go, right. well, "What's the fucking point then?" <laughs> right, it, it, exactly. You're waiting for him to get that element because so far it's just all about going viral, or it's all about. You know, again, not being smart. We mentioned, you just mentioned, this time last year, if I remember right, he was the dumbest guy in, in like, the war games match, right? So, to watch him, like you said, to over a year time, what he's learned, again, was to play the game. Per- and he came out, like you said, with the perfect strategy from the beginning, and he finished that match. And he always, by the way, as far as, like you mentioned, they played up Melo being a favorite a, really, a lot. But who was always there to fall Melo in this match? It was Waller. Like, Waller, was all was all over the place. He was always there to break up a pin or to get in the way or try to take advantage of something. So, like you said, his performance really, really was impressive here. And like, yeah, he's looked. That was the best he's ever looked in one of these situations. Like I like said, really, really good stuff. We're going to four and three quarters out of five for this poll wise. Uh, well, we have Axiom on fourteen percent, JD McDonuts on twenty one, Grayson Waller on twenty eight. And Carmela Hayes with 36. Hayes with fake predictions. Well, I've got to apologise to Gina. Because I think I actually laughed when I saw your pick for this match. And again... <laughs> right? We, do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Who would have... Who would, this just shows you that sometimes it helps. I gave him a thought. If you remember, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Because I want him to fight breaker first but again i was like i probably make more sense to do jd so again i talked myself out of it but you're right 100 percent. like the g site strikes again man <laughs> she, <laughs> she it's i'm glad the predictions are finishing because she has been on fire she is one what, what we get onto it but like yeah the last three events i think she also we'll see what happens but gina gets the points so it means jack c still on zero james i'm on one and Gina Monty on two. And then we see Drew Ga- Gulak 
who advised he was an XC start fresh and finds the success he craves. And Damon Kemp says, Tom's watched his match. It's his first one in two months. <laughs> I go, oh, that's a long time, Damon. But again, Drew sure. in NXT, it's got to work, especially if Dempsey is, you know, part of the plan. I agree 100%. I think it's going to work, especially if they just let him do what he does best. I don't know if we're talking about maybe like a a heel, like kind of more, you know, maybe another faction for Dempsey to sink his teeth into, joining up with maybe a Gulak and a Kemp, because Kemp maybe does still need a faction or some type of direction with someone. Or this could just be, you know, uh, you know, just because they could have just, Nothing much to do with each other other than a couple matches. But I am interested to see what Gulak is able to do in the NXT environment. Because I mentioned earlier, the same thing with the New Day, even when R-True showed up, Dolph Ziggler, anyone who has experience. And uh, I really love what Shawn Michaels on the way they're executing a lot of these comebacks when it comes to NXT and making NXT feel alive again within the WWE system. Uh, because when it was in 2.0, it seemed like nobody wanted anything to do with that, <laughs> you know? So you, if you felt like you were being demoted, if you had to go to 2.0, but right now when you're coming down, like and you're helping out, it's not just you're helping out, but you're also revitalizing your character. Maybe you can get a Mandy Rose or an Apollo Crews thing going. So I really like the way they're starting to implement that uh, when it comes to NXT, because uh, they needed it. When you think about uh, the, the, the roster pool, and the talent that we actually know from 2.0. The, the issue is, if you like I said, great young talent, but no one's really leading. So you kind of, like you said, you need the experience right. there to be able to tell them how, you know, how to work, so to speak, and, you know, try to do it like this. So this is hopefully what we're seeing. But as you just mentioned him now, and it's the biggest match of Apollo Crews' NXT career. Like I said, his second run now, and he's going for the NXT Championship against Bron Breaker in the main event. And Bron's video of who he beat was cool, you know? But my issue was then his entrance nearly gave me a fucking seizure. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the yeah. so, I honestly thought I'd been pepper sprayed. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> but anyway, I yeah, managed definitely to... had to put your shades on. Jesus, something. give us a warning, you know? <laughs> yes, <do>. please. <laughs> uh, well, Apollo Crews used everything in his arsenal to defeat Bron Breaker, but nothing really worked. Breaker took yeah. out Crews outside with a somersault plancher and then dived into a knee from his challenger. The camera did zoom in on Crews' eyes. He tapped <laughs> into something internal. And then began running over Breaker with three power bombs and a frog splash. Breaker hit Cruz with his own finisher for a near fall. And then, of course, the challenger did the same to the champion. And then finally, like every NXT match, it <laughs> seems, this past year, Breaker ended it with a spear to retain <laughs> his title. And afterwards, Grayson Waller took up Breaker with a running uh, cutter and kneeled over the champion with his NXT championship. Now, what I say to you, Monty, and this is a lot of people maybe have mentioned it to me as well. Imagine if Grayson Waller could cash in his opportunity for the Iron Survivor and walk away with the NXT title then. And then you've got Bron back on the chase. But again, either way, you know, um, maybe that would have then made sense for this to be the main event. 
Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I can understand that. But you know what? The thing, the funniest thing about that is that I didn't know if that's how it works. So honestly, I was like, is, or, do we do it like money in the bank? <laughs> can he win it now when it first happened? But okay, so I'm assuming they're going to sell a date of some sort. Uh, maybe that's how it's going to work. Uh, but uh, another thing that came to my mind once I kind of got over that, I was like, okay. And they kind of cut to black. I was like, you know, I can already see Grayson running into the ropes and getting spe- running through, <laughs> flipping up and getting speared. So part of me is like, maybe you're right, Jay, but at the same time, <laughs> I also see that finish in my head already. And I'm like, please don't tell. I, like, I, I can already see it. Is that a good thing <laughs> if they actually do it or not? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, but it's say that it's like you know where mellow like springboards across beautifully off that yeah for the clothesline he just you know he's gonna get hit by a spear one he's gonna get (laughs) yeah oh my goodness you know what and the thing is too don't we already have i know he does the guillotine too but don't we already have a guy beating everybody with the spear you know and i know edge is out of sight out of mind for now he'll be back you know i'm assuming maybe even in raw rumble but you know, we have to – come on now. He has – I understand he probably can't do the choke slam spine bust on everyone, but <laughs> – Yeah, but he could – yeah, do you know what I mean? He no, played football, while, though, so never mind. Whatever. He's just like – it is more impressive. Not the spirit, you know, the other finisher. Yeah, the choke slam thing. thing. Yeah. But I, I was a bit disappointed with this. I, I'm going to call it a dud as such, but I just felt after the night that we had, a, you know, with this main event – right. This could have been episode, any episode of NXT. Right. You know, and that's like, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, the story was how evenly matched they were as athletes and all of that. The combination of speed and power, of course, that they have. But uh, and it had some moments, like you mentioned. But I agree. Uh, it felt more like that. It didn't feel like one of those takeover main events, those, you know, classic NXT championship titles that we, we know of of the past. And also, like you mentioned, feeling like television, it definitely could have been like a regular NXT main event for the title. And you probably wouldn't have even noticed the difference in the way it was presented and all of that. And I think as great as Apollo even had when he had his flurry, when he went crazy eye cruise, as I, as I called him, because that's pretty much what happened. He just <laughs> he <laughs> started to bulge his eyes and apparently now he's angry. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, even when he did that, I didn't think if you if you remember the pop after he did his flurry for the count, no one not it wasn't that no one no one was reacting, but no one really believed that Apollo was going to win that belt, and I think that really can bring a, a match that could be takeover level down to a TV level match because that's what we get on TV a lot of times in te- television defenses is a, a pretty good match, but we know the champion is probably going to retain, and that's exactly what this ended up being. Well, you know, we'll talk about the, the match rating in a minute, but talking about Apollo Crews for a second. Yeah. His, for me, his NXT run has, has <clears throat> been a disappointment. You know, when you consider if this was the build-up for him coming back to lose yeah. to Bron, uh, and what if we had, like, a casket match with Grayson Waller, who now is the number contender. So you built him up. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I don't know. I mean, what were your thoughts on Cruz? Because it's like, what's next, you know? Yeah, and I think the problem is that we already knew, or if you've been watching Apollo long, you already know he can go. 
in the ring. I think a lot of people just expect him to finally take that next level, not only with character work, but just, like you said, maybe with accolades and all that also. So it's just like when you have him losing this spot, and you're, you're, that's a really good point. I forgot about that, that Waller was just the person that he just got out of a feud with. And now Waller's in a better position or right, you know, right there. So, uh, yeah, that's that's an awesome point. I don't know what what's next for Apollo, honestly. It's another thing I'm worried. I'm thinking, like, maybe we're just going to see more crazy-eyed Apollo and we get a full heel run. Yeah. But, again, I'm just like, I don't know. But again, I don't know what that means long-term because we, we've kind of already been down a heel Apollo road even though it was completely different so again i think that where they where they kind of dropped the ball with him again has been not nailing the character work and the motivation just something as simple as even at the beginning of this whole angle like we said his very first day he comes and stare stare brian breaker down but and talk about the championship but how how many months it took him to finally enact on that on that statement you know what i'm saying it's just like they're not even really sure like they brought you back they're happy yeah. to have you back but it's like maybe even the people who book were, were are not even really sure that you're nxt championship caliber so I, i'm with you he's kind of like back in that space of where it's like where he's, he's over there with cameron grimes kind of now where we're like what's next what can you do like we know you're great in the ring. We know you can make these other guys look great. But other than that, what value do you bring to NXT right now? Yeah. And the scary thing as well, even comparing to Grimes, is the, not personality, but the character work. Like with Apollo, he's been around right. now for so many years. Wow. And, and I love him, you know, don't get me wrong, even as like Uha Nation and stuff. But yeah. what, what's, what's he bringing, you know, like it's either kind of smiley, smiley, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the only direction they've ever been. Exactly. Yeah. Right. right. It's like, exactly. They've done, it's like, you've done that. You tried this. You tried to go into his heritage. You tried to, like, again, it's like, how I many, it's kind of like back to, uh, and I hate to put him here because I don't think he's nowhere near to this level, but it's like with Lacey Evans. It's like, how many times she's going to come back <laughs> as a soldier? Or how many, t- is she going to go back to being just a lady? You know, what, what is it? What's going to happen? You know, uh, so like after a while, you're just like, oh, okay, well, that's Lacey. You're not, you're not even taking her seriously at all because she's been through so many dramatic changes. She don't even know who the hell she is. So, And the thing yeah. is, you know that they're not going to win. It's a big one. You know, like I said, with right. these characters. They're going to have a great match. They're going to be there, but they're solid, but they're not, you know they're not going to get over there, huh? Yeah, and we've already got Dolph Ziggler. We don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, that actually like what he did, but uh, for the main event in itself, like I said, the Iron Survivor should have been the main event. But what would you uh, yeah. score that out of five anyway? I gave it four and a quarter. I still thought the actual action was, like I said, pretty good. But like you said, it's just that disbelief of who, what Apollo Crews, the, the threat that Apollo Crews could be. Like we mentioned just a second ago. That kind of took it down for me. And then, like you said, it did kind of – it felt like a downgrade, which is like like from that match right before. The match right before had, had me completely invested, had you really feeling it. This match, you could – like you said, you could see this at any time. They could have done this on NXT, and it wouldn't have made a difference to us. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to give that a four out of five. Like I said, not bad. Poll-wise, Bron, 92%. That shows you. See? Exactly. <laughs> and that explains why the crowd wasn't, you know, this and that. Like, it, everything makes sense, right? There. Like, no one. Yeah. 
believed in Apollo. Well, predictions, uh, we all went bronze. So that means Jaxi gets her first point of the night. Get in there, Jaxi. Uh, so final <laughs> scores. Jaxi's on one. I'm on two. Gina and Monty win on three. Uh, so again, congratulations, <laughs> Monty. But Gina is just like... A, a she will not let up. She's Sarah yes. Connor. Like, she is after us. <laughs> She's not letting any of us just give a clear victory. She will not be forgotten. She is here. The G site. I, I just like she, she like she, she have no clue. She's talking about uh the year end award and she's thinking it's gonna be horrible. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> like this may be close at this rate because she is just on like you said, on fire, man. On fire. I mean I was definitely impressed, especially with the Waller turnout, man. It's always one though. It's always one. We all we all go against her. Yeah. We but go against it on one, and that's the one. Every time we do it, but Gina's got this ability, like I said, to to do that. Whereas Jaxie's just shit out of luck with her. <laughs> but you know, as soon as it like the one little change, and it will be like a perfect score. Like you know what I mean? That's how yeah close uh, it is. But again, I'm glad our NXT expert got a victory <laughs> with a course the woman that can see into the future. So then the bonus league has now ended. So bonus league and it does like you said change a lot even at one point because right. it means Jaxie and Gina are now level on 8 points each so Gina right. is now level uh, Monty on 11 now 11 but by 14. winning the league I do get another 2 points on top so All I'm right. 16. 16 so yeah but it's not over yet like we said we have, it's 5 points but I mean the year end we have got like 40 fucking I, I kid you not. People listening now don't believe me. There's every Impact Champion, every WWE, AEW. Like, there is so much to laugh at ourselves about <laughs> how wrong we were. I know, I know my uh, my IWGP tag champions, bro. <laughs> Did not think of LFTR. <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's not wow. yet. As for the show in itself, well, for me, the match of the night uh, is going to, of course, be boy, pretty deadly. Yes. Side plate check on New Day. Uh, but, yeah, that's got to be my match. What about you? Is it your uh, – is it that? Yeah. Or, or is it the yeah, other I agree. One? I really – I put the other one at five stars because, again, I feel like that is the model to follow going forward. But by far, most fun of the night for me was watching the New Day and pretty deadly. MVP, well, apart from Booker, of course, but he can't get it yeah. the commentator. <laughs> Uh, I've got to chicken out and give the basic one of rocks. You know, rocks out. Yes, Perez definitely. Twenty twenty one years old, prodigy, and and she actually is. I actually believe the hype. Forget Dominic Mysterio. Forget yeah. Austin Theory. That is the real deal. And she's making people like we laugh about. Katie Ray's thirty. Sasha Banks, the same age. Paige, all look past it. <laughs> That's how bright <laughs> the future is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's awesome. I hundred percent second that. I definitely wrote her down. But I thought uh, maybe this would be a good way to tip my cap to Waller's performance. Also, so uh, yeah, I put Waller and uh, Roxy as my uh, MVPs for tonight, as they both not only prevailed in these uh, groundbreaking matches, but I thought they both were uh, the MVP for those respective matches. Yeah, I think we'll that. And what is your rating out of ten for this? Uh, so yeah, man, I, 
Uh, again, I, I I do try to measure, especially in this new, I guess, golden black era as a way, or golden white uh, era. I'd like to try to compare it to the takeovers of the past. And uh, I, I thought this was still nonstop high-quality action, you know, even with some of the faults that we mentioned. Uh, it was done in a timely manner. I mean, the show was, like, over in, like, two hours and 20 minutes, I think, something like that. That's insane when you think about some of the – the cards of the past that we've that's had. Like, that's like enjoyable it was. Right. Done. It's over. I can't believe it. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like I, I when the when it match happened, I looked at the clock and I was like, wow, hold on. I, I, I could I could go out to the bar or something. Even the even the punk cast in itself has, it's probably one of the quickest ones that we've done. Just because it's a bum 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 into the action, you know. Yeah, man. So I love that they don't waste a lot of my time. Uh, the Like I said, everyone put on a pretty good performance. JD even mentioned on his Twitter, if you don't see what they're building in NXT after that show, you just you must not be watching. And I think, you know, I just kind of paraphrased basically what he was saying. But, yeah, you know, that's, that's a great point. I feel like this show really, really uh, has me excited for the future and what's coming next. And I, like I said, when we, when we were doing those 2.0 shows, I did not have that that I, that thought process. I was not really looking forward to what's happening next in some of those shows. But uh, even in even in the world title picture for a change, like I said, even with the Iron Survivor, we talked about this when when they had that Gacy storyline going on, and it just felt like the North American Championship was the belt to fo- follow. While you know you just paid attention to whatever Braun was doing, this having this many contenders actually go after the World Championship and feeling like that championship, you know, is Sought ever sought, sought after is something that I really appreciate because again for for a couple months there or like a little period in NXT 2.0 the world title did not feel important at all and I think that match made it feel important so yeah man I think going into next year this is uh this sets a, a pretty good tone and I can't wait to see what they do next so I gave it nine and a quarter overall yeah but this is the thing you know when we talk um about uh, takeovers and comparing them from the past. It is quite difficult, but for me, uh, it's just, even with this event, and I thought, just imagine if we had, like, an old takeover main event instead of the the Brom match. Like, yeah. You know, like a Cole Gagano. Would have like, been perfect. This takeover would have been, yeah, it said, like, 10 out of 10, you know? Like, even with the uh, Fire Door match, it's, it's an introduction mm-hmm. to characters, and, like I said, the next time that they will have a match... Uh, it will kind of make more sense. And I love the fact Pretty Deadly get featured. And, and again, you mentioned this. They're setting their stall out for what seems like the rest of the year. They're saying these are the contenders for the women's division. Roxanne now right. kind of future. We know Mandy, uh, long reign, but Rox, you know, and her are going to meet. That's the match to make in the women's division. With the men's, you're not sure because, like you said, it's so fluid. You think it's mellow, but it could be JD. It could be fucking Axiom. Versus Brom, but then again, right. I've had enough of Brom beating NXT NXT UK talent, so I might leave that alone. <laughs> uh, like I said, tag team division pretty deadly. Uh, you, you know, even if uh, like I said, with New Day, because they're not going to stay. They might. I mean, we could be sitting here next. They ain't you never know. Even they held the title for a year, but for standing delivery, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty exactly. deadly will come out of this looking stronger. The tag team division will as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and like I said, everything worked. The, the ironic thing, or the irony is, the North American title now 
since going off mellow. I know they're, they're building up towards like Die Jack, <laughs> but it's great, right? Kind of been forgotten, you know. And it's um, but for the show, I'm going to give it uh, an eight and a half because, like I said, I really, really did enjoy it. But I just felt those couple of matches, you know, if we if we'd have switched that to you know, I'm saying Ember Moon versus Oscar, something stupid like that. <laughs> Imagine that right. on this card. And like I said, the men's eye. So there's not many gimmick matches, especially with us being wrestling fans for this amount of time, that come about and kind of click. And I was quite happy with the men's one in the end, you know, like I said. Um, yeah. So, it's a good show overall. The next NXT special will be January 10th, New Year's Evil. Do you think that's where we'll get Grayson Waller? And from uh, because like I said, they they built it pretty strong right. after the finish here. They're not going to wait till February, hopefully. Right. I'm holding. I hope that both of those title matches probably happen there. But I'm really like as much as I would, like. I said, I probably can see Bronze retaining and then going into to the mellow feud for standing to live. At least that's what I, obviously that's what I'm hoping. But uh, the women's title match too is what has me wondering. I'm like, maybe they could do that there too. And I'm like, maybe the Roxy. And Mandy thing continue on to stand and deliver or something. I don't know. But uh yeah, that's the one I'm kind of wondering. Like what how when they're gonna pull the trigger on the Roxy one? Because I'm more curious. But I think that makes more sense. Uh, Vengeance Day makes a great sense to try to build up something else for Waller. The thing is now I'm just curious, what do they do on television for you know through January and building that up if it's gonna take that long? Because you know, we have to go through, you know, the rest of this month and you know, you have to go through, uh, you know, the entire month of January. So how do they keep it interesting is what I want to see. Or if they, you know, decide to keep it going that long. Yeah. Like I said, but again, much like WWE this year with NXT, we are asking more questions and hopefully looking right. forward to the answers. Actually interested yeah. in what happens next, right? Right. And you know, you know, just like I know, for much of this run of the last year or so, we did not really care what happened next. Now it's like, you know what? I'm actually actually interested to see what they do next. Yeah. Like I said, it is really, really good to uh, kind of hear and see as well. Like I said, you, you can feel it now, you know, like, uh, and it does feel different to the 2.0 uh, era, which can only be a good thing. Um, and finally, before we go, um, unless there's anything takeover related or NXT talk about, would you want to mention NXT level up? And Soul Rooker, and again, not a biggest fan, but her finisher move. What? Like, <laughs> I watched yeah. it. It's like an imploding cutter. Yeah. I, feel like, I mean, fuck me, man. It's insane. The only, like I said, part of me, part of me love it, love to see it. Another part of me is grouchy because it's like, how the hell are you going to set that up every <laughs> That's the only thing. It's just like after a while, people are going to know when you're heading to the corner, you know, what's going on. So it's like, I do, but I do think that gives them an opportunity to be creative and see how many different ways, kind of like I was saying with Waller, how many ways can we make this move make sense and look good? So it, it, it was a beauty to watch, I must say. Even though I have seen it done before by someone else, it's wrestling. I saw a lot of people have a lot to say. I think even in the past, I think Brooks or Jensen took some uh, to someone's stuff. And it's like, it is, you know, it's wrestling. You know, everyone borrows from everyone. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully you can try to discuss that without with originators of the, of the move, but we know how it is. That's just not how it, how it always works. 
But uh, yeah, man, I thought it was awesome though. It was still a great move, especially with someone her size and the, the effortlessness, the way she executed it. Like it was, it was well done. Yeah, without that. Well, that's NXT for now. Back in the New Year of NXT update. Of course, looking at uh, New Year Evil and building up towards Vengeance Day as well. I did well remember that off the top of my head. Monty, is there anything else? NXT related to talk about, or are we done for a year? Done, done <laughs> yeah, for a year, not eight years. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, let's meet back in a year and just see how different <laughs> how different everything is. No, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. We'll see uh, what happens. Uh, oh, I know you're looking forward to Odyssey versus uh, Von Wagner. Oh, dream match, dream match coming up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for that classic? Let's go. I, 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 do you know what? <laughs> to be fair, the only thing I want sorted out, and I want Gallus. I mean, that suspension seems yeah. Like, fair. like that is, <laughs> it's true. No, I, matter of fact, I want them to come back and attack the New Day or something. Now, now that I think about it, oh, you know, why not? Yeah. Or something like let's add some more beef to the to the tag division again. I mean, they kind of just got threw out of out of NXT, so. I'm pretty sure they'll come back with a force if they are coming back. So I can't wait if they do. Well, I was going to say, this Christmas, just think of NXT UK talent. All right? That's, that's all I ask. Because <laughs> some of them are suspended. Some of them are injured. Uh, some of them are elsewhere. But that is it. Some of them are rampage, randomly. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we, can we, should we just mention Trent Seven yeah, showing ahead. up? We're talking about finally, finally. <laughs> Trent Seven. I fucking love that. And a lot of people are going, who's this fat guy with a moustache? And I go, like, he's part of your greatest tag team in British wrestling history. <laughs> yeah, so people were like, who the hell is this old guy? I'm like, just give it a time. Give it a second. Give it a second. <laughs> Let him do what he do. Just give him, a, give him a chance. I mean, you guys have had, come on now. Like, really, you're an AEW fan. It's all types of <laughs> random people. <laughs> give Don't him a chance. Umbridge. Don't take umbrage on this. Like, yes, he's English. Uh, but yeah. no, it's like, it's, <laughs> and it's really weird, like hearing Jr. Go, I want to this young man. This like young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome to see him though. It was good, good shout. Good to see him. I, I, I don't know if it's gonna lead to anything, but it was great to see. Yeah, well, Tyler Bates in, like we said, the at the moment, but at least the rest of British Strong Style. <sighs> Are managing <laughs> to survive, uh, but that is it. Don't forget we're across all social media: Twitter at the Dubner Podcast. I'm at the Dubner Joe, and you can find the entire Dubner team on the Twitter banner. Or Monty, where can people listen to you? They can listen to me at my Monty Pod, like you said, in your banner, or when you go to Twitter at my Monty Pod or Mind of Monty on YouTube. Again, we're going to be uploading clips. I do have a, a podcast that we'll be covering up where we talk about all the news going into Wrestle Kingdom 17. Um, even this latest news that I just found out today about uh, Vince. Vince possibly wanting to return. <laughs> wow. I cannot wait to talk about all of that. But, yeah, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I'll let you guys know when it, when it, it drops on my Twitter. So, please, go follow at MindMontyPod. And, lastly, I, I forgot to say this. Where the hell? Where, where the hell is Mako? <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned, Tyler Bates. Like where the hell is Mako and some of these? I think there's a vortex. I'm just taking every. En- like where's Blair Davenport? 
Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> what happened? Like, say they were Charlie for like three months. Like, where the hell did these people go? <laughs> where, where they going? But then again, it's not because Damon Kemp disappeared for two months. So That's guess, true. You know, we so, are. Well, he did spend a little time over there. Maybe it is in the UK. <laughs> it's like back to Last the future with gone. the picture. Yeah, the picture <laughs> hey, from Wagner will be next. That'd be a dream for you, though, I suppose. Oh, man. yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, no, but that's it. Thank you. Please uh, follow at MindMontyPod. <laughs> Give that uh, listen, everybody, Dubliner, also Facebook and Instagram. Of course, all Google platforms and this email, Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube, Double Podcast. We have all those clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. As you do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So our next episode, Monty, for, for you and I together... Uh, with obviously, like I said, uh, Jaxie and Gina, will be the 8th annual WNR Awards. And they're all quite an old hat at this now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I remember my first one. Now, you know, I'm getting, yeah, getting more experience now, man. Like, right, just time is flying. <laughs> I think it's your third WNR Awards, which is, yeah, when you think about it. accomplished. Yeah. Um, so winter is coming. Should be our next WNR podcast, hopefully. Uh, so that will be the cutoff. So any match of the years or anything else that happens after winter's coming in that kind of two week period, we are just <laughs> shit out of luck. <laughs> right. So please, everybody, don't have good matches for the last couple of weeks of the year. Just take it off, please. Yeah, just, just phone it in. Uh, but that, that is it. Um, until then, I've been James Rollins, and I was joined by, like I said, the fantastic uh, Monty. And again, man, like I said it's such a pleasure to do these updates with you. But again, it's an excitement because the product is actually improving in itself, and that means we can enjoy these shows. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That that is. That is the key. Even when even when we go back to what like our Survivor Series review, you know, AEW, say whatever you want on whatever one, New Japan, whatever promotion we're talking about, the quality of just what we're watching all the time makes these shows what they are, you know. And we just be ourselves and react to them. So if the if the product isn't good, it, a lot of times these shows are a lot less fun. You know that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so much better. I'm so glad that everything is getting better. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. Like I said, that's for NXT. That would be the literally the last thing we say about NXT is like I hope things are getting better. <laughs> and we'll leave it, and like I said, we'll check it in the new year. Uh, but, as I say, thanks for listening, everybody. And and again, I appreciate the NXT update because there are some people that might pick and choose. And I know there's a few people out there, Monty, that listen to us who basically we guide through NXT uh, on a monthly basis. And that's why we do the update for, because again, yes, sir. jump in at any time. You're not missing saying we will fill you in uh, and you can follow us, you know, with the journey of NXT uh, as it happens. Yeah. So thanks, everybody. And bye. That was perfect. <laughs>